Boom, we're live. Hello, coffee drink. Just like that. Don't look so shocked. Good morning, afternoon, <laughs> evening. It's good morning, I think, right? Universal good morning. We're back. Chelsea enjoyed it so much. She's back for more punishment. Or is it that I'm back for more punishment and she just enjoyed it? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. What are we talking about? Oh, we didn't switch the amp on. <laughs> Oh, the professionalism here at the Guizdala household. Huh? You got one thing right. It's the Guizdala household. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're being really professional. Um, we are. Well, we were just out and about. And I said, because we have this thing to, we, we have work to do this, uh, this afternoon together. We're working on a project together, aren't we? Yes, we are. Uh, new project, new book. And if you, maybe you don't know this, you should know this. Chelsea's the one that makes all my books look beautiful. <laughs> she, she makes it so that the, the Englishes make sense. And a little more than that. And a little more than that. She makes it so the Englishes is English. Mm-hmm. Right? I usually write all the English also, but you know. Wow. It's fine. You, you edit. Let's put it that way. Uh-huh. Let's call it that. Ghostwrite? That's more accurate. Wow. Ghostwrite. Yeah. I'm just getting killed today. But the new book is about two five ones. Woohoo! <laughs> Don't sound too enthusiastic, will you? Okay, first of all, before any of that bullshit, uh, we now have the option for you guys, girls, ladies, gentlemen, coffee drinkers, to go to yannickguizdala.com forward slash podcast and record a question. Record a question for the podcast. Please go and do that. This is going to be super exciting. For disclosure, I ripped this idea off from Seth Godin and his. He's not the first person to ever ask for a. Come on. Okay. All right, maybe he's not, but that's where I got the idea. And everyone who's listening can go to yannickwasdala.com forward slash podcast and not only see the entire podcast there where you can stream it through the website, but you can record a message. We will use that audio uh, in the podcast. In fact, we already, I put it up on Instagram today. We, why is that making so much noise? We already had our first question. We did. From Panayotis, who... No surprises is from Greece, and I'm gonna get that. Uh, oops, here we go. <laughs> oh my gosh! What was I just talking about that professionalism thing? Yeah. Okay. Also, we're gonna have some structure, right? Like we're not just gonna dive into questions every day. No, not at all. I just want to get people accustomed to going over to the website bianquistarlo.com forward slash podcast, leaving uh, recording a voice message and sending it to us. So the at the end of each podcast. We can pick a few of the questions and answer them. Yeah. So we won't do it exactly like this, but today is the announcement. I'm going to play Paniotis's, uh question right now. Hopefully that will work out. Hang on a second. Let's see. Let's hit play. Hey, this is Panayotis from Greece. And I have a question for Chelsea. I saw that a while ago you recorded a course for Fender Play and was wondering what the big differences are between your course and anything that's on Yonex Space Studio and who would you recommend each to? Thanks. Wow. That's tough. No pressure because I'm sitting right here. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the I like the part of the question. It's like, who would you recommend each of those things to? Absolutely. That's a really fair, fair point. And mm -hmm. you can absolutely answer that better than anyone. First of all, tell people about the Fender Play thing. Sure. So Fender Play, my role there wasn't necessarily making a course. I was a chosen... Um, 
I basically auditioned and was selected to be one of Fender Play's newest bass instructors. They already had a up for about nine months, they'd lost, launched a guitar version of their app that basically taught you guitar from the ground up. And that proved to be a pretty useful platform. So they decided to expand it to ukulele and then to bass. And I was hired on as a bass instructor. Um, the way that worked is that they had instructors there who wrote lessons for me. And then I was just the on-camera face, the professional bassist who... I think they call that talent. You were the talent. I was actually, yes, that is what they <laughs> called me. So I was the talent that uh, a lot of their instructors instructors actually were guitar players and uh, like music education specialists. So they would write the lessons behind the scenes and then they hired a bass player to perform them correctly and teach them correctly. So those lessons are very technique and song based for someone who has never touched the instrument before. Right. Um, I actually would say that Yonick's uh, sight and Fender Play are for two opposite spectrums. I totally agree. Of the bass world, yeah. and I—I I mean, Fender is great. Um, they had a very specific way of teaching things. As I said, a lot of their instructors were guitar players. So um, I personally come from, and so does Yannick, uh, we come from the technique school of classical music. Yannick came from classical guitar and I came from classical violin to the bass. So our technique is a little more streamlined, I would say. Right. Whereas at Fender, it was a lot of like rock guitar guys who played a lot of power chords coming to bass and like never using their full, their pinky on their left hand it was just uh different it's different chelsea's being very diplomatic i'm trying to be very pc right, right now yeah but, but yeah um no i actually i love the guys at fender i think what they're doing is amazing i'd say in terms of an audience their audience was very largely uh parents who were in non-creative um jobs Right. and wanted to do something creative and learning an instrument with their kids that's kind oh, of an okay. interesting market but they capitalized on that it was like oh, i didn't know that okay. yeah like dads with like seven-year-old daughters and they were kind of learning guitar together which i think is amazing and right. it was kind of the same thing for bass so yeah wow that's cool um yonix courses are you do not start <laughs> with a no seven-year-old generally not at all and i i'm very I think I'm pretty open about that, about what it is. Like I, I actually tried at one point to have, you know, quote unquote beginners courses right. on the thing. And I don't, I'm just, I, I know I'm the wrong guy. I'm the wrong musician to teach that. Um, and I, I realized that pretty quickly. And even though I put a bunch of courses up on the old site, I took them down fairly fast. Cause I was like, I'm just not, this is not inspiring. Like this is not what I'm really excited about. So my stuff is definitely what I'm excited about. That's why the the books are the way they are. That's why the website is the way it is. And it, yeah, like Chelsea said, it's not it's not for the beginner. Some of it's not for the faint of heart either, because <laughs> I go <laughs> go pretty hard, pretty quick sometimes. But yeah, what would you say? It's like the intermediate player. Yeah, it's but a, a lot of jazz. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of improvisation. Definitely a lot of ear training, transcription, it's, and like you said, it's the next level. Yeah. But, but like correct technique, mm -hmm. what, what I would consider. But correct. I also, Yannick and I talk a lot about how the reason we make such a good partnership in terms of the education side of things is because I came from, largely my background is teaching kids from elementary, middle school, high school right. age. And I've 
had a lot of experience in that. And I love teaching people from the ground up. I love teaching people who are switching instruments because I did that. And right. I, I know what you need to do and how your technique needs to change. And I love doing things like that. So while Yannick can take you absolutely to the next level and just make your musicianship be the best it possibly can, I, I love to be the person who bridges the gap. Sure. And when we like, so that's great that we actually worked on two separate things. Like you worked on Fender Play. I have mm-hmm. Yannick's bass studio. Um, and like when we work together on the books, Chelsea kind of takes the edge off me. <laughs> like I, I go in a little bit like, <laughs> and she goes, well, you know, let's kind of put it like this. <laughs> so it's a little more palatable. And then Chelsea recorded the uh, film. We filmed the um, upright bass for electric bass players course. So there's a bridge there. There's a crossover. Um, and that course has been going great. So anyone who's trying to get some upright bass skills as an electric bass player, Chelsea teaches that at yannicksbassstudio.com. You can go check that out. Um, but the new thing, well, so I guess we answered the question, right? Yeah, totally. Um, Fender Play is a, it's an interesting platform, but it's definitely for the ultimate beginner. That's yeah. the short TLDL, too huh? long didn't listen version. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm trying, trying new things Very on this podcast. Very trying. <laughs> yeah. Um, but our next project, our new project, um, is we still haven't settled on the name yet. Maybe, yeah. maybe you, you coffee drinkers can help us out with that. You got, you, you, you lovely people can also help us out with some of the content. It's not a hundred percent finished. I would say it's like 80% there with the content in terms of what I'm going to write. So Chelsea is about to start the design and the layout and all that stuff this week. Hopefully it will be out around December 10th, 11th, something like that. That's our projected launch date. But if there's anything that hopefully we've really thought about this and we've done our jobs well and we're going to have amazing content in there that everyone will, will enjoy. But I should probably turn my email For off. For the love of God. <laughs> I don't know. Some of them make Some of them make it in the noises from the computer and some don't like some are routed and some are not so i'm going to close the email just in case um although it is another question it is that was a live question oh that's exciting well let's no but are we no, going to pre-screen this well, or are we okay, just going to let what? it fly okay well this it, is fun i think we're going to let it fly um this is please tell me it's rustling or something it is not rustling it okay. is um this is from eric jazz brew brewington Oh, we know Eric. Uh, we do know Eric. Hello, Eric. What's happening, Eric? Um, again, this is not going to be the format normally of the questions. We're going to do the Q&A at the end, and we're going to save them up each episode and do them at the end. But this is kind of exciting. And before I mute the computer and close the email, let's, let's see what Eric has to, has to say. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's going to be, be cool. Good to us, Eric. Yeah, be good, Eric. Yeah, be cool. Be cool, Eric. Here we go. Hi, Yannick. This is Eric from... Maryland, close to Washington, D.C., and I had a question about your um, your workout routine. Um, I think recently you posted something on Instagram uh, with regards to your running and how it also helps you or inspires you uh, as a musician. I was wondering if maybe you could talk about that a little bit, maybe how it helps you physically um, and maybe also maybe mentally or spiritually, however uh, it assists you. I would like to hear more about that. Um, thanks so much. The podcast has been amazing. Um, looking forward to hearing more. It's always inspirational. I uh, hope you and Chelsea are doing well. Thanks. All right. Go, Su- Eric. Super clean question from Eric. We yes. like that. Um, well, yeah, I did. I posted something today, actually. 
um, what, what is the date today? So everyone is clued in. December, it's December 2nd. 2nd, 2018. So I am going to oh, shut down Christ. my <laughs> God, you guys don't. Okay, so Yannick's like one of those old people when what? you uh when you're on an airplane and everyone switches off airplane mode and you hear that's my life at all times there's just sounds coming out of you know what every yeah. electronic device right at home but i am never the person on the plane that does that yeah well if you could extend Ever. that courtesy to the rest of your life we'd okay. all appreciate it here okay all right well i've closed my email okay we got a good question out of it can i get to the question please and despite going with the still mineral water, <laughs> oh my god, it's just what what happened? This Natural mountain spring. I, I gave up a laqu. I could have had a laqua and still had the same <laughs> same outcome. Like what the fuck? Oh, I, I did the, the so things, <coughs> attractive. The, the things we suffer through for for our podcast. Um, so yeah, the workout thing. I you know I just. I don't think there's any huge mystery to it and, and how it works for me. I, I like routine. Well, <laughs> but it is a mystery to me. Oh. <laughs> she knows too much. It would have been great if I had the album up and just went. No, we don't need to hear that. Anyway. Um, yeah, there is, there is no great mystery to it. I just like, it's that thing of being, it's almost like the thing I like about being on tour where there's a schedule where there's something that you do. One, this is one element of it anyway, where um, everything you do is sort of like designed for you throughout the day. Mm -hmm. You know, there's somebody, if it's a nice tour and you're, you know, you, you, you're moving around the world while well, there's somebody like a, a tour manager or an assistant tour manager handing you a sheet of paper every day or send you an email saying you have to be here at these times and do this thing. And the workout routine and the regularity of it, especially the running thing, especially with um, Adidas Runners uh, LA, um, getting into more and more these days and, and working with that's like it's a monday and a wednesday and a saturday like there are these specific points and i love that schedule and so that's kind of one side of it the other side of it is that just being healthy and being in great shape and having a little more clarity you know clearer mind you know, the, what, and the things that I add to the workout to routine, it's not just the workout routine, it's the stuff I do in the morning, the supplements I take, the fact that I'm tuned in to having the same breakfast every day, I take the AI reload, I have the electrolytes, the creatine, the beta alanine, the green tea extract, the multivitamin, like all those things, just being in that routine, knowing that my workout is going to improve because of them. And then that when I get back from my workout, whether that's tennis or running or being in the gym or something, I'm so dialed in and awake. And even if I'm actually physically tired, my mind is so much clearer, unless I've suffered a colossal loss to one of my friends at tennis, my mind is so much clearer in, in terms of being able to concentrate on the work. I don't know. You, yeah. You, you're sitting here very quietly. You probably have something to add to this because you see it from the outside. Right. So. I mean, I hate to, to sound uh, holier than that. That's than not the right term. Okay. What is it? Uh, say what you're going to say. I hate well, to assume that I always have such good insight, but I do live with you. So I, yeah. <laughs> I do have pretty uh, constant insight if, if it's Absolutely. good or not. But I would say I was very intimidated when Yannick and I first spend it, started spending a lot of time together and imagining my life catching up to where he is now. I think one of the most mysterious parts of you and who you are is the amount of self-discipline you have and what 
it takes to get to where you are. Okay. And I would say the insight that I have is learning how to take the small steps to get there myself. Okay. And seeing how you implement things. Um, a very interesting thing, I feel like with a schedule, you do work out almost every day, but it's not at the same time. No. And I always thought that for to get myself to work out every day, I would have to work out at the same time, but that's impossible because I have a freelance career and how the heck am I going to make every one of my days the same? It's just absolutely impossible. But you do schedule your workouts with the accountability of playing tennis against someone. So if you call the club or you call one of your buds and yeah. you make a tennis appointment mm-hmm. to skip whatever, you know. then you know that, okay, if I'm going to hit with my friend at this time I need to be at the gym an hour before that so I have enough time to work out before that thing and the accountability is huge there I don't really have a an accountability network like that that gets my ass to the gym okay yeah that's a good point yeah and I've watched you you know narrow down the breakfast thing and decide to add a a vitamin in the morning and you know very fine-tuning this system that you've been working on for years whereas if you're just jumping into it you look at Yannick and you're like how the hell am I ever gonna get that way yeah okay we should have definitely have wound this way back to what I like to call fat bastard Yannick (laughs) I mean no seriously there yeah if I had the cojones to do it I would make the JPEG for today's the thumbnail for today's podcast a shirtless fat bastard maybe I can manipulate this to happen we, we it might happen at some point I, I actually have no problem putting it out there but there was a point not not that long ago we took what are we 2018 so there are photographs of me in 2012 2013 like uh, well and let's just make the distinction that he is not in any way morbidly obese or even slightly obese he's just a heineken loving man yeah and there's it was, no, it was nothing more wrong corona with by the six pack oh yeah anyway don't tell that to a cuban but um, there's nothing wrong with that it's just very different than what he is now yeah so and 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 it was a it was a huge change and a a, it was was something i set myself very abruptly like i was remember very vividly five years ago being on tour in europe in germany where the beer is just if if anyone's had german beer i'm a huge fan of it it's amazing and it was quite close to christmas so in every hotel we were in there was like there was candy and chocolates and stuff just everywhere you went there was this temptation I have a wicked sweet tooth and I really like German beer so I remember making a huge I'm going to jump off a cliff now moment kind of decision saying I'm going to quit drinking and I'm going to quit processed sugar and that is a weird thing that he has that is very unique that type of self-discipline a lot of people don't have where it's just the cold turkey I'm not going to do this oh yeah okay not not weaning yourself off it but just like Fuck or it. just like, you know, making that decision and then a week later having a huge binge episode. You don't do things like that. You just make the mental decision. And, and you, then I'm done. And that's yeah, it. And yeah. that is very unique. But I feel like with the small lifestyle changes you've right. made, you were able to come to that conclusion. Right. And so what I wanted to say was that was like a big event. That was mm-hmm. like kind of a crazy, like you said, not many people do that cold turkey thing. But that led to so many uh, micro changes like the fine tuning mm-hmm. of it all and and then it was like not crazy cold turkey events at all it was just little changes over a period of time now I will say and I cannot recommend this highly enough that if you stop drinking alcohol and stop eating processed sugar I lost 34 pounds you know I'm I, I sit somewhere between 169 and 173 I kind of have a four pound swing a day it's kind of that's generally a natural swing to have lighter in the morning heavier in the evening whatever but I was like way up there, like over 190. 
and and dropped it down you know I mean I actually I got way lower than what I am now I was like way skinnier than what I am now I was in like the 158 no 159 kind of range mm-hmm. and I'd come down from 186 I think it was 37 pounds that I lost or 30, something like that a lot a lot of weight and that but that was the sudden thing and then the fine-tuning thing was actually because because that's not that healthy mm-hmm. you know the fine-tuning thing like you said was be- becoming healthy with that and now like last night holy hell I had two glasses of wine and a plate of cookies <laughs> this was not well not a plate of cookies i had a few but that was pretty extreme for me yeah you know and it's like a quite uh it's not that's not common like we you don't drink so we don't have alcohol in the house at all like i can't remember the last time i had a drink at home you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so there are little things like that you can do just to just to help and then it's the and it's a challenge as well to me like i love the challenge i love my brain being occupied by something that is a massive challenge. And I think that the whole tennis thing and the fitness thing came in when music wasn't that for me anymore. Hmm. The reason I let myself go a little bit and wasn't really concerned with my health or my overall fitness or longevity as a human being was because I was so into playing music, nothing else mattered. And I was seven, eight, nine, ten 10 hours a day at 30 plus years old still practicing and working on music, going on the road and touring incessantly. And suddenly that was not a thing anymore. And luckily I replaced the passion with something that was healthy rather than just getting a heroin addiction or something. But I think that was a a huge, that's something I haven't really talked about before, but it was definitely a drop off in, you know, in a focus on music and having to fill that void with something else. Was that caused by anything specific? I think... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like some depression for sure. Uh, d- depression initially because I was like, whoa, this thing I've loved for my entire adult life, like playing music, I suddenly I'm not into it as, as much. Like, that's wrong. Hmm. That's bad. I'm, I'm useless. I'm worthless all of a sudden. Like, I, d- I don't know anything else. I can't do anything else. I don't have a degree. I've never been to school. Like, wh- what's up? You know, that was like really d- not only depressing, but scary, I think, mm-hmm. at the same time. Like, wow, what if I've spent the last 15 years doing something I'm not actually meant to do? It's one of those like self-actualizing depression cycles where oh. you're depressed because of the reason that you're depressed. Right. It's, yeah, it was not great. But I, I, I guess luckily... I didn't like dive off the deep end of depression and, and like had good people around me, which was nice. You know what I was like in the days of meeting Christian for the first time, my tennis coach and um, the Brian brothers and people like that, like people super healthy, super clean living fit, you know, th- those were good influences to be around. That thing I posted on Instagram today was all about that. Like by su- about surrounding myself with people that are just better you know, the some people that I, I can aspire to. That's why I'm marrying Chelsea. Okay. I'm serious. Why 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 wouldn't you want to be around someone who's who's great all the time? You know what I mean? Well it's got really mushy, but I feel the same way about it. Well, okay. You. Hey, hey. <laughs> all right. You can call it mushy. It's just that's the reality of the situation, you know? Yeah. I think it's not a bad thing to have maybe in the forefront of your mind. I was gonna say in the back of your mind in your subconscious, like be thinking about okay, well, let's see, is, is this person or is this group or is this pursuit worth really being around? Let's like add up mm-hmm. the pros and cons. Let's analyze it just a little bit. Take a second, you know, and say, wow, yes, absolutely. And I want to do more of that. Or wow, no, these people are a little bit toxic. So let me get out of the way. 
And speaking to that same thing, I think if you find a good group of people, regardless of whether they're inspiring you musically or with your health or your mental health, I think it's always important to surround yourself with those kind of people, not only because they'll help you make good decisions, but because they might highlight, they'll cause you to ask questions either way. Yes. I think a couple of years ago when I was in a similar situation. I'd kind of lost my way and I ended up in a new group of friends who were all kind of hurtling down the same musical path very quickly and they are all very successful and I consider them some of my best friends. But being in that environment so concentrated in one very specific style of music, it I thought that was what I wanted and when I was so in it all the time it made me realize that that maybe isn't what I want for myself and it did cause me to spiral off into a whole different type of depression but in a much more healthy way because I was paring down exactly what I needed to become and now I'm a lot happier because I figured those things out but yeah cutting toxic people out of your life is and asking questions I love that I love Mm -hmm. that you brought that up that's the most important thing and the hardest thing is to give yourself honest answers, is to answer those questions honestly. Right. You know what I mean? It can be so scary. Yeah. The scariest thing. But you're never normally far away from someone who understands mm. or who has been through the same thing, you know. And if anyone's out there and has like more questions on that, very, very happy to take them, you know. Absolutely. I, I love like encouraging people to have better mental health mm-hmm. goals and you know solutions and frameworks i'm all about that so uh again go to yannickwistala.com forward slash podcast and leave us a little voicemail with your question in it I, I really dig that that's like two fun questions we've had straight out the gate yeah good job guys Paniotis and eric thank you very much for that and we'll try and make a thing of answering questions towards the end of the podcast every day i feel like we should talk a little bit more about this 251 book because that's maybe what this whole podcast was supposed to be about before we got really deep and yeah so we can have questions about 251s as well i mean i'm i'm working on a lot of stuff in the book definitely got to get a better mic stand for this this is no good um it's fine when i'm on my own but when i want to look and talk to you it's you don't need to look at me yeah it's fine i do um Wow, first notes of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Yuck. <laughs> Chelsea's looking at me like, oh. I am Ew. not. Um, so. So the, there's a lot of stuff in there, like really basic stuff. Like I want to accentuate the fact that you don't just build 251 vocabulary from exercises or from theory. Talk about the structure of the book a little bit. Okay. I need to know that too. Yeah. Well, we talked about that last night a little bit. So basically what I would love to get the reader into is the basic muscle memory for the for the shapes of chords, for the shapes of 2 five ones, mm-hmm. for the root, the third, the fifth, and the seventh. No matter how exercise-based or organically you learn them from an album, the shapes are still the same, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I want to start off with that, with this, with this, something that's so simple that really a beginner can do it and mm-hmm. the super advanced 40-year veteran pro can do it as well because I still work on this stuff every day. Mm-hmm. You know, Chelsea it drives her nuts when I'm, you know, practicing this shit over and over again. So th- the first part of the book starts out as easy or as hard as you want to make it. Mm-hmm. I think that's, you may look at the material and think, ah, that's way beneath me. 
but I encourage everyone to like dig into it and really test yourself against the metronome and in every key and like all these things. So basic shapes and combinations of root three, five, and seven over two over three six two five one or two five one six, like the basic progression. And then getting into like really focusing on 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 the five. The five is such a huge has so much functionality. And you can make so many colors with the five chord in a two five one sequence. So I'm looking at altered and altered shapes um, over the five, and then arcing over towards superimposing just completely different out tonalities on the five. So if we think in in C C, uh, C for instance, two five one, like you have D minor G seven to C, and it could be so out as to be playing E major over the G. That's a really shitty way of explaining it. And <laughs> I should, it's you, if you could see me now, I'm not in the op most optimal sitting position, but it's really about finding out how different colors work over the five and how you can find those tensions in the five. Right. Um, and all of this is going to train your ear the more you hear it and the more you repeat it and the more you explore it and the more you let your curiosity be the catalyst for the process, this is going to train your ear so well so that when you hear something, when you hear Ben Webster or when you hear Cannibal Ladley or Miles Davis or any of these uh, exponents and innovators of jazz, you're going to be like, oh, I know exactly what that is. It's not going to be some mystery anymore. And I want people to come at it from both ways. I want people to be listening as much as possible to that vocabulary, even if you don't understand it already. And the book is your supplementary material, your little guidebook, your pathway uh, to getting inside each of those really distinctive sounds, especially over the five in this book. We're still not sure if there are going to be two volumes of 251 because we also don't want to um, miss out minor 251s as well. You know, having that, there's a very distinctive sound when you're looking at like a minor seven flat five to a five with a flat 13 to a one minor mm -hmm. you know it's 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 a it is quite a different thing from that flat nine natural 13 going to a major one so you know we still undecided as to whether we're going to do a whole new book i don't know well my uh hope and prayer for this book was that <laughs> we were going to start with a very small introductory volume not necessarily uh intellectually introductory okay we could dive in pretty quick yeah but that the content would be streamlined okay and essential so that we weren't putting out a giant bible of two five ones and we verbal diarrhea we jazz could harmony. have yeah we could have the opportunity to expand in a bunch of different directions okay. um i like that let's see what let's see what other people like it's priceless to have your feedback like if you are if you would ever consider using something like this like now is the time to give us your feedback so that we really get this dialed in to, to, to what our audience is. You, yeah. know, well, you guys, the coffee drinkers. And I just want to say, I have since we started doing books together, I've been waiting for this book, and I think it's such a good idea because I could just be speaking for myself, but I and all of my bass player friends tend to feel that because we learn so fundamentally as bass players mm -hmm. how to outline roots right. and how to be the foundation that starting your solo on the flat seven even sometimes can feel just so wrong, especially when you're first starting to improvise. Sure. So not only understanding how to branch out, but understanding how to hear these very advanced concepts. 
and being just yeah being more confident i guess with the is harmony very right? important right yeah. okay well this is good we should probably call it uh confidence in harmony for electric bass that sounds like a, like you need diapers or something wow i don't know wow that's a little weird it's like self-help to the extreme okay all right well that's basically where we're at today that's a lazy sunday afternoon for us indeed not so lazy it's about to get very hectic in here with someone help major, send donuts major triads over <laughs> over two five ones while chelsea makes a really beautiful cover and starts to prepare for the in design element of this and book transposing transposing and <laughs> tab okay chelsea's stringing herself up in a noose right now as soon as i <laughs> mentioned tab <laughs> she wants she'll take treble clef over tab any day absolutely god i hate the fact that people like tab but we love all you out there and that's why we do it <laughs> you're so sincere i am okay guys girls ladies gentlemen why do you say that why do i say what guys girls ladies gentlemen are those four distinct categories i think so you say that a lot yeah i binged yannick's podcast on oh, the way home no. from ireland <laughs> 11 straight hours of this podcast and i uh became very attuned to his repetitive phrases and that's one of them guys girls ladies mm, gentlemen. gentlemen coffee drinkers coffee drinkers yeah all i don't know i it just came i don't know uh, i also shit me leave me some questions about that as well god damn it about what I did, is it too much you is want it people too repetitive to... no okay <laughs> now you're asking for it okay well. um i also think it's going to become a daily thing every time i'm on the podcast to ask for any female who's listening oh yeah to shout out because i haven't heard from anyone yet so as of now i believe that there is not a single female listening to this podcast wow this is a sausage festicus <laughs> wow this is a festivus of sausage Wow. And I'm, I'm and you're not waiting. even a Seinfeld fan. Nope. Wow. Festivus for the rest of us. Yeah. So basically, um, Chelsea's trying to push the needle from a hundred percent dudes on the stats page to at least ninety-nine to one. Let's do like ninety-eight to two. I don't like one girl two. in her own. It's not cool. Okay. Well, I was I was hoping that one on the percentage would represent like a large chunk. I'm hoping there are a lot more. There are just a hundred listeners. <laughs> yeah. Wow. There's okay. a strict okay. one. It's like Fortnite. Oh. There's a hundred and there will be one living. I've just exposed my my nerd. Oh, we boner. should do some video game episodes. Oh my god. Wow. Anyway. We we need all the coffee drinkers in a room, <laughs> just with little paddles with numbers on them to vote. Every time we come up with an idea, like if we see a bunch of ones and twos go up, we're like, oh, Okay, not so not so good. But if we say video games and like a thousand paddles with nines and tens shoot up, we're like, oh, let's let's fire up the Xbox, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> wow, until they realize that we're not that accomplished. Well, if we get Justin and then we get Elliot Mason on, and Elliot was like top ten Call of Duty player in the world. Uh, not a lot of people know that. I probably just exposed him. <laughs> I also have quite a few friends who are top in the world at uh, Super Smash. Okay. Yep, John Hadamaya. Okay, I've never heard of Kyle that Dave. game. <laughs> oh no. Run away, coffee drinkers. I'm showing my gray hairs a little too <laughs> brightly today. All right, Paniotis, Eric, thank you for the questions. Ladies and gentlemen, please go to yannickwizdala.com forward slash podcast. Um, leave yep. us a voicemail. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you my hype yeah. chick now. Yep. Yep. 
and leave us a, leave us a little voicemail qu- uh, question for for me and for Chelsea, um, and we will do our best to address them on the next episode of the podcast. Uh, coffee drinkers, we appreciate you being there. Bye, guys. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode.